You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series called It's the 21st Century, Are You Keeping Up? In the first part of this series, Linnell asks his radio audience, are you adapting to the technology advancements of the 21st century? And do you really have a grasp on how the world has changed in the past year? Let's join the conversation. It's the 21st century. Are you keeping up? And I'll be exploring the 21st century from a number of different angles. One is that we're 14 years into the 21st century and so much has changed. But in a lot of ways, we haven't really adopted and made the changes along with what's happening in our environments. Uh, So I'll talk about that a lot in the future. But today I'll be asking two questions. The first question is this. Are you adapting to technology advancements of the 21st century? Like, are you adapting to the technological advancements of the 21st century? And then the second question is this. Do you really have a grasp on how the world has changed in the past year? Just one year? Because one of the things I want to get you all present to is how quickly things are changing and how this impacts the work that we do, the lives that we live, and how things will look in the next five years, how things will look in the next decade, definitely how things will look in the next two decades. And the fact of the matter is, most of us will probably still be around 20 years from now. And so if you're not beginning to adapt and make changes to how you live your life and adapting technology, adapting a lot of what has changed and shifted in regards to technology and really understanding the 21st century, 20 years from now, you'll be lost. You'll be completely lost. And one of the things that I've, I've said quite a bit on the show is that my fear for the African-American community in particular is that while we already in some ways have a socioeconomic gap in regards to the majority And when you average us out, right, when you average African-American numbers out, there's a gap. My fear is that technology will basically broaden that divide, will increase that divide in the coming years if we really don't begin to adapt technology, teach technology in our schools, shift how we teach the whole nine. So it's the 21st century Are you keeping up? Are you keeping up? And check this out. In 2015, if you're standing still, if you're holding on to the old model, and when I say the old model, I mean the way things have been, you know, pre-2001, pre-2008, and that's getting further and further away. If you are stuck in your comfort zone, and if you think new technology is for the younger generation, and you're not adapting to this new norm of constant change, if you're stuck doing things the way you always have, I have breaking news for you in this show and in the next few shows. So once again, 
The topic is the 21st century. Are you keeping up? And I'll be asking the following questions. Question number one, are you adapting to technological advancements of the 21st century? And then number two, do you really have a grasp on how the world has changed in just the past year? I'll tell you. In 2015, I said it already, if you're standing still, if you're holding on to the old model, if you're stuck, then uh, <laughs> it's time to make a shift. And if you think new technology is for the younger generation, you got to think again. Unless, unless you want to be further out of touch than what you are now. You might say, well, I'm not out of touch, Linnell. Well, let's wait till maybe the end of the, the series <laughs> before we make that judgment. Because I'll tell you. It's hard to stay abreast of everything that's shifting and everything that's changing. A couple of weeks ago, and actually, it's actually longer than a couple of weeks ago. It's so, uh, probably uh, the, the end of last year before it started getting cold. I'm driving, and there's a guy selling newspapers. Now, you know, I shared this thought before, and I continue. You know, I continue to see it. only on the south side do I see people stand outside and sell newspapers. <laughs> but it, you know, it's then it makes you wonder. Like they must be selling them, and if they're selling the newspapers, then how are we living? Like you know, especially because news is so free. And I know a newspaper is thirty five cent, fifty cent, but I still find it fascinating when I see people selling newspapers. And so I thought to myself, okay, that's odd. It's been a while since I've seen someone selling newspapers on the street. And does that mean that this man who is selling a newspaper is aware that he is selling a product that basically has a degrading stream of revenue? Okay, now you guys know I'm a businessman, so I think this is just kind of my random thoughts as I'm driving. Because the days of making money by selling newspapers on the street corner, they're just over. They are over. And 20 years ago, you know, we might have waited until the morning news came on television or, you know, on our commute to grab a newspaper um, to get the latest, greatest breaking news. But today, the latest news comes every few seconds. The global news comes every few seconds and it's flowing fast and free. And so there's no need for a morning news show anymore unless that's what you kind of want to do. And there's no need for a newspaper. All you need is a Facebook account with your news feed tied to the right outlets. All you need is LinkedIn. All you need is Twitter. All you need is Snapchat. Snapchat has this brand new feature where you just you you, uh, you can go to just a news outlet, right? And you get all the news what from sports to what's happening in the world. What I'm getting at right here is that our world is changing very fast. And the life cycle for new technology has dramatically increased. So let me explain what I mean. If you buy the latest and greatest gadget. Right. Whatever that might be. I think the latest and greatest greatest gadget out right now is the new iWatch, which we can talk about. This watch starts at, I think, three ninety nine and goes up to seventeen thousand dollars. All right. So that's that's what's produced by Apple. I did see online that somebody has that same watch, of course, with lots of gold and diamonds, <laughs> you know, all blinged out. And it's like over a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. I don't understand why you want to do that. But I guess somebody does. 
and somebody will buy it because they got the they got that kind of change. But this is what I'm getting at. When you buy the latest and greatest gadget, keep in mind that it will be the older model or the last version in just a few months. Case in point, for Christmas, I got a Moto 360 smartwatch. It's March, and my watch is now, which was like the top the top watch, is now second or third. Because iWatch has come out, that's the new latest and greatest gadget. Now, this is where I'm going, okay? If you are completely out of touch, if you like smartwatch, what's a smartwatch? Or you're just not adapting to, to the internet, you're not adapting to change to any of the social media forums. Consider that the work that you would have to do to get up to speed when it matters, when all of a sudden you figure out that I am behind and the only way to live my life is to catch up. Imagine how much work that will be for you. Imagine how much work that will be if you want to. And it, it could be so exhausting that some of us might just check out. Think of it this way. When I popped up in my laptop this, this morning, first thing it asked me is, did you download the latest software update? And I'm like, well, I just downloaded I just downloaded a software update last week. But this is how quickly things are moving. And I'm kind of setting the context for the rest of what I'll be sharing in the series. So if I'm moving too slow, you give me a call, call, you tell me, Linnell, you're moving too slow, let's keep it moving. But there are some of us out there who I think this is definitely relevant for. And so I want to make sure that I'm patient and that I I move in a way that everybody's coming along. So I'm going to pause real quick. I got a caller, Marcus, from right here in Chicago. Marcus, you are on the air with Linnell Harris. This is Inspirational Perspective. How are you? Man, how you doing, Linnell? Just... I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Hey, quick question. And, um, you know, I don't want to, you know, leave from the fact of technology, but I think that it's very imperative that, uh, you know, that we still have books and that we still have, you know, these books that that we need in order to, uh, you know, to find information because, you know, you don't want to have a, a society where, you know, everything is just, you know, born from, uh, you know, technology. So that's my whole spin on that. You know, I could appreciate that. And I'll tell you, um, my favorite books, I definitely have the, the real book, man. Because in order, to, I guess the way I feel is in order to really study it and highlight it, I got to be, you know, I got to touch it. Now, I'm with you on that. I'm 100%. I think what I'm getting at is there is so much more knowledge out there than the books that we hold in our hands. And I'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. In my office at home, man, I, I got a, I, I, you know, I have a lot of hardback and, and, and paperback books. But if that was the only knowledge I had, then I'm in trouble, if that makes sense. And that's really where I'm going. Does it? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I hear you because, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's one, it's, uh, you know, you got a group of people. I think this, this segment here is speaking to the people that, you know, in the forefront that's, you know, doing running the, the rat race or, you know, you speaking that to those type of people. Then you got other, you got the other group of people who are not aware of technology. 
And right. I think the, the right. ones that uh, could play both sides of the field would know that, you know what, hey, I still want to, you know, keep my books. And um, it's just like uh, the book 1984, you know, that you know, when you have technology, you know, it kind of wipes it out. But where do we draw that line where we need both technology and, you know, books as well? Okay. No, I, and I can appreciate I, what I hear you saying is, that there is definitely a need for integration. Would that be fair? Correct. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm with you 100%. I appreciate the call, brother. All right, thanks, Lana. All right. Yeah, definitely a need for integration. You you know, I um like I said, my favorite books are either hardback, paperback, so that way I can, you know, take a look at them, put them on a nightstand, pop it open, carry it in the bag, whatever I need to do. But at the same time, I have a really bad habit of reading more than one book at one time. I think right now I'm going with like four books. And so I'll read a chapter in one book and then the next night read another chapter, uh, skip an evening and, and, and go back to a book that I hadn't touched all week. That's just that's how my mind works. And that the Kindle I have helps with that because <laughs> otherwise I would have to carry a lot of books. Well, I used to when I back in the day, I used to do a lot of global travel. I had a big backpack it was heavy. Part of it was because I had so many books in it. I want to read on planes. Um, I appreciate the phone call, man. And I, I think he he talked about two different groups. One group is not necessarily they're not adapting to technology. And you have another group that is. And I'm speaking to both tonight. I'm starting off with the group that really trying to enroll the group that doesn't use technology. But I, I think what you'll find is as we get closer to the top of the hour, I'm, I make a transition towards those of us who do use technology and some of the ways we can think about using it better to enhance our lives. OK. So. I shared the idea of this, you know, downloading new software on my computer a week ago, getting the same update, excuse me, this morning, and it just put me in the mindset that the ground is literally shifting beneath our feet with each progressive step we make. That is if you're making progressive steps. And if you're not making progressive steps, the ground that you've planted yourself upon for a sense of security is literally crumbling beneath your feet. Like it's crumbling beneath your feet. If you're elderly, not to be disrespectful, but I, I really want to make sure that my, my mature brothers and sisters are listening tonight. If you are mature or someone who, you know, say I'm, I'm senior, I take advantage of senior citizens discounts. Pam and I were talking about that today. <laughs> uh, like, how old you got to be to qualify for that? But if you're not adapting technology and you're saying it doesn't matter. The question I have for you is, do you plan to be around another decade or another two decades? And and if you do, then this show is definitely for you. And I would challenge you to begin to play with technology and roll your children, your grandchildren, anyone in teaching you what you should know. Because when I say if you're not making progressive steps, the ground you've planted yourself upon for a sense of security is literally crumbling beneath your feet. And if you're around for another decade, that means the ground might be gone, which means now what? I'm, I'm in trouble. There are things I should have learned that I haven't learned, and now I'm stuck. 
So grabbing a hold of something for stability is a useless option <laughs> if you don't have the knowledge you need. You need to move forward or get swallowed up by technology's quicksand. And that's what I will call it, technology's quicksand. There is so much happening, and I, I can see it, and that's why I have a concern for our community in particular, because we're not adapting fast enough. So a question for reflection for you this week is, do you really have a grasp on how the world has changed in the past year? Because I think this will kind of get you into thinking like, all right, in one year, we've made this many technological advances. What does that mean in the next 10? And then the second question what are you doing to broaden your technical knowledge base? What are you doing to broaden your technical knowledge base? I have a caller, but before I go to the caller, I want to finish up this thought. So this past Thursday, while speaking to a large group of leaders, I shared this thought. And the thought was that very soon, if you are not globally intelligent, you will not be considered intelligent at all. And there's a quote by Eric Hoffer that I think really sums this up. And what Eric Hoffer says is that in a time of drastic change, it is the learners, 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 learners who inherit the future. The learned find themselves equipped to live in a world which no longer exists, all right? So when you heard me say learners for a poor time, that wasn't a, uh, a radio glitch, all right? I'm going to say the quote one more time. In times of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned find themselves equipped to live in a world which no longer exists. So here's the deal. Last year's world is no longer in existence, it's just gone. However, with the time shift, it brought about a lot of change, more change than we've ever seen before. Like things are changing at a much faster rate. So have you equipped yourself with the knowledge to not only exist, but excel tomorrow? And if not, don't you think that it's imperative to take your first progressive step today? Because inspiration and motivation are no more than simple emotions if you don't have the knowledge needed to move into action in this digital world. And don't go telling yourself this technology stuff is hard because I've seen a six-month-old baby figure out how to use an iPad. And so that means that you can too. That means that you can too. All right. Topic tonight. It's the 21st century. Are you keeping up? Asking two questions. One, are you adapting to technological advancements of the 21st century? And do you really have a grasp on how the world has changed in the past year? OK, we have Deneen. Deneen is calling in from the south side of Chicago. Deneen, you are on the air with Linnell Harris. This is Inspirational Perspective. Hello. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment. So first, I totally agree. First, that we have to be continuous learners. And so I'm proud to be a continuous learner. Um, I even concluded two great classes this week. But I was actually calling to ask if you actually used Evernote. 
Um, I found it to be a huge benefit for me with organization and storing files. Um, and then second, um, another tool I've been using is using my recorder on my phone to record like different training sessions that I have so that I can better listen to it later to recall. I'm a huge listener of audiobooks, so I believe we can use technology to learn at any time. So recording different sessions has helped me um, recap what's happened, kind of process it in a different way. And so, yeah, I think technology is great. So the, my answer is yes and yes. I do. I, I love Evernote. <laughs> and, and so for the listeners out there, do you mind giving maybe a quick description of exactly what Evernote is? And like, if you were doing a commercial, like what, how, how would it go? Give us, you know, a 30 second commercial real quick. Wow. They should pay me for this, but um, <laughs> it's a way to store your documents, no matter where you are in a cloud, where you're able to assess it from your cell phone, from your tablet, from your laptop. I even coordinate it with my work computer. Um, so if I need to save a file or email or picture or calendar date or notes to myself, I can do that really easily and then assess it in different places. So that better helps me to stay organized. And they have really good files um, that you can separate things into so that you can organize yourself. Yes. And, and so I'm just going to add to it real quick, Deneen, and then I want you to talk a little bit about how you use your phone. And then I believe you also told Zach you want to talk a little bit about Dropbox. So, I, But real quick, Evernote, what I love about Evernote is this, the constant integration. I write my blog on Evernote and then I sit down and I and, and so so you guys know how I work. I love to write the blog on my back, on the couch, in a living room. Like I just sit there and I write. I like to work different probably than how other people work, maybe because I, I work a lot. But and so I try to rest and relax while I'm working, like while I'm exercising my mind. But then I don't even I can leave my phone on the dining room table, sync my phone, walk into my office and the Evernote will have my blog I just wrote right there so I can drop it right into uh, the online format. Beautiful. I love it. And like you said, it will be at work. It'll be on my phone. It'll be on my la anywhere I want it to be. It's there. And if I happen to leave all my devices, all I have to do is log in online at Evernote.com and pull everything up in my account. Every note I have comes up in my account. So I love Evernote. That's, again, technology, right? So thanks for that, Denise. Tell us a little bit about how you use your cell phone or your smartphone. So... My both my cell phones. So I have a Samsung phone, but I use an Apple tablet. <laughs> um, okay. But with those, I've been able to integrate different things. So I love using my recorder. Now that's my newfound love um, to record. Okay. Like if I'm in a meeting or if I'm in a training, if you're sitting for hours and even if they're engaging and you're doing interactive, sometimes your mind wanders. Mine does, and so. I did an assessment and my coach advised me to kind of manage to that challenge that I have of being highly distractible. And so she suggested that I record meetings and things like that so that I can listen to them later to process it better and to just recall things that when my mind wandered that I missed, I can kind of get in touch with. Nice. Very nice. And I, I like you, I use a recorder. I actually, if I'm driving and I have a really compelling thought and I'm but I'm driving, 
I use the recorder on my phone, so I just talk right into the phone. When I'm finally sitting down somewhere, I can play it. I can write out everything that I said. I, and often, some of my best thoughts come driving. I love the recorder function, I, and I like how you're using it to to basically take you know this concept of hey, maybe my mind's wandering, maybe I have other ideas, but I know I need to come back to that. So I have it, and I can listen to it when I'm ready. I love that. Love it. And I heard one other thing. You have a coach. That's awesome. How, what do you think about that? So I love being coached, right? I think we all need feedback, right? And so not only someone telling you where you're strong, but to understand where you have challenges and help you manage to those challenges. So we all have them. But how do you work to set yourself up for success is kind of what I've learned. There you or go. I am learning. I love it. It's a journey. It's a journey. It, it, it is a journey. <laughs> well, Denise, thank you so much. You have you, you have been a huge blessing over here. I think probably more of a blessing to some of those who are listening. So thanks so much for the phone call. All right. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I got a coach. Denise's got a coach. I don't know. There's a. I, I think there's a lot to it, but we're not talking about coaching tonight. But, you know, I would go there otherwise. Okay. So I, uh, what I'd like to do is just talk a little bit about change. I, I, I talked a whole lot about change already. And here's the one thing I can tell you. Change is constant. And so for some of us, change is good. And for others, it becomes this necessary evil that we have to endure. Either way, we adapt to change. Or we agonize about change. But nonetheless, change comes and then change goes. And it's always opening the door for more change. So the question becomes, on which side of change are you? Now, here are a few examples of changes we've all experienced or are currently experienced, experiencing. And I just want you to ask yourself, which side of change you are on. Okay. And I'm going to use some, some examples, some very relevant examples of technology, since that's what we've been talking about. So as a child, I always notice this beautiful red tassel hanging from the leather bookmark in my grandmother's Bible. It was always sitting in the same place. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but anyway, so for a long time, I always wanted a red bookmark like that, right? Like I, when I grow up, I'm going to put a bookmark like that in my Bible or in my books. And now what I notice is I do have hard books. I don't own a leather bookmark though, because I'm not in those like hardcover books as much as I would be. And we talked about a little bit because I do carry a Kindle, right? And it's interesting because when I read the Kindle, what I'm finding is it doesn't tell me what chapter I'm on. It doesn't tell me where I'm at. This tells me what percentage of the book that I've, I've finished up to this point. And my point is this. If you have a visceral reaction to this whole idea of reading on a tablet or any of that, like that's change. And I just indicated that some of us agonize with the change and some of us don't. I think Marcus had a great phone call. And I believe it really is about integration, not necessarily saying, well, that's wrong. 
don't like that. All books should be in my hand with pages and paper. But how can you integrate the two to continue to learn as the world is moving forward? But at the same time, hey, if you like paperback or hard covers, like, do that. Take that on. Another point I have in regards to change is lately I've been researching and pricing out this iRobot uh, home cleaning uh, machines. OK, and basically you guys have seen this thing or you've seen it on in the Bed Bath Beyond catalogs or in the stores. It's about three hundred dollars. And and you basically put this thing on the floor and it sweeps and vacuums for you. Right. And. Hey, not that I'm lazy, but I'm busy. Okay, I got a lot of stuff going. And so anytime that I don't have to be sweeping or vacuuming, it's time that can be spent on doing something productive that is going to move me forward. That's how I look at it. Okay, and so this little robot is actually not a bad idea. And so looking at this, it led me to two conclusions. One, I'm going to wait until Christmas, but I do want one. So as a hint. To anybody that wants to buy me a great Christmas present. But here's the second thing, okay? Anyone in the custodial and cleaning service industry, you should be paying very close attention to these type of things. Whenever technology comes out that can clean something up, first thing we do is say, well, that don't work, or that's not that good. It didn't get all the dust up. It didn't necessarily get all the grind and things from beneath the between the tiles. Okay, that might be true. But we just talked about uh, software updates. We just talked about technology changes. We just talked about the fact that I bought a smartwatch or, or I got a smartwatch for Christmas. I'm sorry. In December. And it's already it's not even a top watch anymore because another watch just got released. And so if you are counting on technology not working, I'm telling you to think again. If a little small iRobot can vacuum and clean floors and you're in the custodial or cleaning service industry, you have to start thinking about that. And how is that change going to impact you? How is it going to impact your company in the next year? How is it going to impact what you do in the next five years. How should you be thinking about integrating technology in what you do? Uh, You know, maybe there's fewer people working for you. If you're the person working for the custodial company and there's fewer people, then what does that mean for you? Robots are real. And one of the things you'll hear in one of the speeches that I'll share in the upcoming weeks is this whole concept of robots truly really taking over in regards to labor where you don't have to really think where it's, you know, warehouse functions or manufacturing functions. It's only a matter of time. Here's another point I have. Okay. You can call this point number three, 2005 Lil Kim releases a single name lighters up and the song, in my opinion, marked the end of an era. And the reason I say that is for years, lighters were used by the concert audience as a sign of reverence or anticipation and appreciation for the artist. And now the backdrop of lifted lighters has been replaced by the flashing red record light of video cameras and cell phones, 
or just the light from the phone itself as people take pictures, they tweet, they Snapchat, they Facebook, they Google+, whatever it is that they're doing. That's the light that you see around a concert now. And it's almost in everybody's hands. Lil' Kim said, lighters up. And my question is, when will the next hit song, I said this before, named Cell Phones Up, come out? Now, here's another one. Have you even logged in or visited some of the websites I've talked about tonight? Deneen called in. She talked about Evernote. Uh, we didn't talk about Dropbox. Dropbox is, you know, basically cloud computing. I've talked about Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat. I, I called a few of them out. Here's another question. Do you have any personal data uploaded to the cloud? And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts about that, right? Why would I put my personal information in the cloud? Well, why would you put your personal information in a, in a file? Like you talk to somebody my age and I'm not sure I want really important pictures and important paperwork in a file that somebody can carry out my house. I prefer for it to be in the cloud. And yes, you open yourself up to hackers and all that type of thing. But, you know, the file is is basically vulnerable to burglars. Right. Same deal. It's just a different way of thinking. And often we say one way is right. One way is wrong. But what I'm asking you tonight is how do you integrate the two? Like, how do you integrate the two to make sure that you're really taking advantage of the changes or what we talked about with Marcus earlier, integrating the changes? And so do you even know what cloud computing is? And here's the deal. You should because it's here and it's been here for a while. I've told this story a while ago. Uh, I think back in 2011, I was in El Salvador and we were riding from the airport into San Salvador, which is the major city there. And on the way to the city, I noticed these big warehouses. And I thought to myself, well, you know, what are these warehouses? What's going on with these warehouses? But I didn't ask any questions. And when we were riding back from San Salvador to the airport so I can come home to leave El Salvador, I asked the driver, I said, what are all these warehouses that I see like off on the side of the road, like basically built where there's nothing like there's nothing. And he says, oh, a lot of cloud computing companies have come down here and built warehouses where they put their servers. That's where the servers are. They chose El Salvador because we don't get hit by hurricanes because, you know, we're protected by the mountains from the ocean. And so it's just safe. The weather is great. And they have these warehouses. I mean, and they have warehouse after warehouse. All of these are servers. So if you're in cloud computing and you're on Dropbox, that's where some of your information is being stored in places like El Salvador. But I just thought it was fascinating. And so, again, the question is, which side of change are you on? Ray Kurzweil, if you haven't heard of him, he's an inventor, an author, and also a controversial futurist. And he's also the man that has invented, I'm going to get this wrong because it's slipping my mind. Uh, but he invented, um, one, the way for individuals who are blind to be able to communicate and also individuals who are mute to be able to communicate via some the technology that he's actually you know invented. Um, and there's a name, I'm just not remembering the name. But anyway, Ray Kurzweil wrote this. We are entering an age of acceleration because of the explosive power of exponential growth. The 21st century will be equivalent to 20,000 years of progress 
at today's rate of progress. Organizations have to be able to redefine themselves at a faster pace. All right, so I'm going to read that as if I were talking to you and not to an organization. We are entering an age of acceleration. Because of the explosive power of exponential growth, the 21st century will be the equivalent to 20,000 years of progress at today's rate of progress. You have to be able to redefine yourself at a faster pace. So, maybe Mr. Kurzweil's math can be disputed, but this is what I'm sure of. We can all agree that innovation and change has quickened its pace, and it might be smart if we quicken our pace too. Quicken your pace, quicken your pace with change, and as always, stay inspired because it's a lifestyle choice. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.